are you doing? Good, great. Uh, can we pray together before I get started? <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, God, that you speak to us by your word. And we are completely dependent on you, Holy Spirit, that you would sharpen the ears and the eyes of our heart. We want to hear you. We want to see you. Uh, we thank you, God, that, Lord, that when your word enters into our life, it illuminates us. Lord, we can see what we've not seen before. We become aware of things that we haven't been aware of before, God. And we thank you that by your spirit, you give us the power to respond to what you show us. And we come at this time into your hands. Uh, we thank you, Lord, uh, that you are here. And we pray that you will be glorified uh, in this time, Lord. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. And the people say, Amen. Amen. Before we go ahead, could you just look around, just shake a few hands, smile at people and say, it's so good to see you here this morning. Just say hello to somebody next to you and just welcome them. If you don't know the person, could you just introduce yourself to somebody around you? <laughs> you know, we are in a very exciting um, phase in our church life as we get ready in a couple of weeks to run the marriage, run the, I keep saying the marriage course, the parenting course. How interesting. <laughs> Yesterday's joke. Cheers. Okay, I I'm sorry, rest of us. 33 of us yesterday were doing naughty things the whole day. But, um, and, and just a little further ahead, uh, in a few months, we will be getting ready to run the season three of the marriage course. <clears throat> but our vision is to take this into our communities, to take this into our city and even our nation. And so yesterday, about 33 of us uh, got trained by our dear Live and Aisyang uh, and their wonderful Alpha team as they worked so hard to help us get ready to run Alpha strategically in different areas of which we will surely keep all of you informed. Now, in this very important season for us, as we get ready to go ahead and launch into all that God has for us, I sense the need to share with you about how vital it is for us to understand the inseparable deep connection between the quality and destiny of our lives with our tongue. You know, as we move into our destiny, we need to know how precious are the relationships of people in and around our lives that God has sovereignly brought into our lives. I've probably mentioned this earlier, not too long back, when Faranmi was sitting uh, having, uh, you know, a wonderful time with his dear servant of God, he encouraged us with something that I believe is going to remain with us for all our lives. And he said this, he said, Shannon, no matter how gifted a person is, 
no matter how anointed a person is. But you can never fulfill God's will for your life alone. You can never fulfill the destiny that God has for you just by yourself. And he says, even if a hundred more years were gifted to you, to your life, you would still not be able to fulfill God's purpose for your life alone. We need the relationships that God has gifted us in family, in friends, in church, even our colleagues, and even the people whom we don't like as of now. That God has brought all these people into our life, that with them, that we would be able to see God's purpose for our lives being fulfilled. And as we, as we understand that and as we say, yes, God, I, we respond to that. We realize that there's a very deep connection, beloved, between the quality of the lives we live, these relationships in our tongue. And as I was preparing for this, I want to I accept this is an area I still struggle. I've struggled with this so much in my life. Not so much about what I've not said, but all the things that I said or how I said it and I shouldn't have. And uh, there is so much we need to learn about this. And I pray that by God's grace, not just through me, but through different people that God would bring to our church, we would be able to learn more. And I'm going to just help us understand and encourage why this is so important today. Just something very simple for us to pray and respond to today and say, God, help us. We don't want to live in fear. We don't want to live like we're walking on eggshells. We want to speak in boldness, but we want to speak life and blessing. So, I want to open by a passage from the book of James, chapter 3, and read verse 8 and verse 9. We will come to quite a bit verses in the book of James in the New Testament. Uh, the book of James, chapter 3, it's towards the latter part of the New Testament, uh, verse 8 and verse 9. And it'll, it'll come up on the screen for us. And then I want to begin to move into it. Now look at what it says here. It says, no human being can tame the tongue. That's, how many of you under, would understand that that's not an exaggeration? I feel very comforted when I read that. You know, no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. You know, I've seen videos of people trying to tame a horse. And man, it's wild. You know, you have professionals who try to tame a wild horse that they just got out from the wild. Or somebody trying to tame a bull. That's even more worse. And uh, here's what the Word of God says. It says that more difficult than taming a horse, a wild horse, or more difficult than taming a wild bull is taming a tongue. And it says it's a restless evil. Can you picture that? Restless evil full of deadly poison. Now, I want to say this as, even as we've read that. There is hope that we have in God. That God can help us redeem this precious gift that he's given us and use it to bring life and to bring blessing. You know, many of us would be familiar with the author Gary Chapman. Those of us who have done the marriage course have uh, really been blessed by a, a chapter of the, 
five love languages. Many of us have even read the book. I know so many uh, people who are not Christians who have read Gary Chapman and quote Gary Chapman. And in one of his books, he uses a very vivid metaphor for words being either bullets or seeds. Wow, that's helpful. We can use bullets, uh, sorry, words as bullets, or we can use words as seeds. Now, I want you to picture that. Picture that, is my mouth a gun? <laughs> you know? Or is my mouth something that brings forth seeds that will germinate into life and blessing and fruit of righteousness? If we use words as bullets with a feeling of superiority and condemnation, we're not going to be able to restore a relationship to love. On the other hand, if we use our words as seeds, picture that, that brings a sense of responsibility. That God wants to use us as wise farmers. That He's given us this, this privilege to say, my sons and my daughters, I want you to fill the land with seeds that will bring forth trees of righteousness. And He's saying that use your mouth to bring forth those seeds. And when we use these words it will bring a feeling of supportiveness and sincere goodwill that we can rebuild the relationship in positive and life-affirming ways. So I want you to ask yourself, you know, and I ask myself right now, is my mouth a gun? <laughs> or is my mouth something that brings forth springs of life? You know, is my mouth a gun? Or is my mouth something that brings forth springs of life? Fantastic. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, to live a grace-empowered, transformed life that brings glory to God, it's vital that we understand the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue, not just in speech, but sometimes in silence. And I'm amazed that as I, as I read the Word, and I, I'm really grateful to God for the grace He's given me to read a lot of the book of the Proverbs this year. And... It's encouraging and it's amazing to see how much God puts importance on words, on our tongue. You know, when you, it, it, maybe one of the times I can do that, but when you actually put, the book of Proverbs is divided, just two, two kinds of people, you know, wise and, oh God, that's helpful, you know, wicked and righteous, you know. And you can actually just do kind of, just draw a line and you just put under wisdom and you can just put down all the characteristics and you just put foolish. You can just put down all the characteristics. It's not so difficult. And one of the things that you will find being repeated is that wise people know how to use their tongue. And, and, and so powerful is the tongue that God can do amazing things as we partner with Him in humble obedience. As we partner with the Lord. He's the Lord of our lives and we allow Him to help us by His grace and by the help of His Spirit that when we open up our mouths, that it would truly bring, bring life and blessing. But understand this, the power of the tongue is not just seen in speech, but the power of the tongue is also seen in silence. You know, one of the things that I found humorous in the book of Proverbs, I, and I know this, our God has a great sense of humor. And uh, he says this in Proverbs, that even when a fool keeps quiet, he looks wise. <laughs> it says that in the book of Proverbs. I said, wow, that is very helpful for a boy like me. You know, that even when a fool keeps quiet, he looks wise. And, and what really happened was, after I just read that, three days later, I was in a conference of pastors 
in a hotel. And you know, when you go into a conference, past this AC, there was a breakfast meeting. It's really cold. It's quiet, and you know, and um, and and this person who was uh, was kind of anchoring the meeting was not getting the response that he was expecting for the pastor. It's very difficult. I'll tell you a secret. It's very difficult to get a response from pastors. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> and he was not getting the response. And he's a friend of mine. And he looked at me. And I wasn't talking because all senior people, all buttoned up reverends, and, you know. And he looked at me and says, Shannon, why are you not saying anything? You're, 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 you're keeping quiet and looking really wise. I said, oh, that's a confirmation that when we keep quiet, we look so wise. And I'll tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, sometimes the good thing to do in a situation would be not speech, but would be silence. And sometimes that's the power of the tongue, that it has the ability to speak, and it also carries the ability to be quiet. Okay? So... The Bible, through many commands, many instructions, and vivid illustrations, seeks to help us understand this deep connection of the wisdom of knowing how to use our tongue wisely and the gift of us enjoying a blessed life. I mean, I'm sure that if I would ask every one of us over here, how many of you want to have a blessed life, a life that is endorsed by God, a life that is approved by God, that God looks at you and says, you know, um, I, 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 this is my man. This is my woman. You know, that's what God boasted about Job. How many of you would like God to boast about you like he boasted about Job? You know, eh, you know that's my Job. That's, that's my man. That's my woman. I want God to say that about me. And you know what? The Bible gives us help. Book of Psalms. And so 34, verse 12 and verse 13. Book of Psalms 34, verse 12 and verse 13. Let's come up on the screen for us. It says, what man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Wow, that, that's a good question. Yeah? It's for the women also, okay? Now, don't, don't get upset with me or with the Bible, okay? Can, can, can we go back? What man is there or what woman is there who desires life? You know, the Bible always talks about life. It's not just talking about existing. It's talking about fullness of life. Yes? And loves many days. So quality and longevity. Quality of life and longevity of life. That he may see good. Wow. You know? Imagine the blessing. I, uh, I was driving with one pastor just last week, and he was saying, I asked him, where's your mother, pastor? He says, well, she's not in Calcutta. She's actually going to U.S. to, to be with her great-granddaughter. I was like, wow, I would like to live that long. And she's blessed. And, 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 this, and this mother, this, this dear mother of this pastor, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, till today, she's, she's 85 plus, and she attends all the three services in her church. And, and she serves till today. You know, that's amazing, you know. 85-year-old woman, and she's now gone to the U.S., and she's gone to spend time with who? Great-granddaughter. How many of you would love to have that in your life? Come on. You know? No, you don't want that? You want that, right? I mean, you're looking confused. No, you don't know. It's not coming up on the screen. Come on, you know, imagine. Imagine. It's a lot of fun. I mean, imagine you calling up your friend when you're 87 and says, I'm going right now 
to, to where should I say, Hawaii. I'm going to spend time with my great-grandchildren. Come on, would you love that? Okay, even if not Hawaii, okay, you want Andaman, go to Andaman, whatever. <laughs> Just Lakshwadeep Islands, whatever, you know. But you want, you, want to see, you want to see life. You desire life, the blessing of God. And you, you want to live long. And here's, here's, here's the key. See, I, I, you know, thank God for His Word. He, doesn't, he didn't leave it at that question. And He says, now go to the Himalayas and search the answer. You know, go in the secret cave. In the secret cave of the K2 mountain. In one of the many caves is the answer. In an earthen pot that was left by a sage thousand years ago. No, don't say that, right? <laughs> Imagine, go to K2. Now, if you don't know what K2 is, it is the second highest mountain in the world. Okay? Now, look at that. It says, keep your... Yeah. Don't hide it from us, please. We need to know this. Keep your tongue from evil. And your lips from speaking deceit. Deception. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. You know, every time... Uh, Farah will tell my little Anaya, I mean our little Anaya, okay, and she will say this, if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything. And I don't know why, I keep getting convicted of that, though she's looking at Anaya. <laughs> you know, understand, she, she's not telling me, she's not hinting at me, no, no, no. But it's, you see, it's, it's the Holy Spirit, you know, so she's looking at Anaya and saying, and, and I'm like, you know, it's like if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything. That's basically the FIV, Farah International Version of the same thing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, of the same thing. It's the same thing. And I get convicted. I say, yeah, because so many times this Shannon has bad-mouthed people, has criticized people, or I've spoken negative about a situation that didn't warrant it, or I judged before time. You know, the Bible says you judge with, judge with righteous judgment. I judged carnally. I judge independent of God. You know, not praying and trying to see it in the light of His Word or see it in accordance with His ways and His heart. And I have judged and I've spoken and I've, and I've known that I feel the Holy Spirit tell me, son, you shouldn't do that. You should have done that. And, and, but you know what? Thank God that today you and I know what to pray for at the end of this message. Amen. Thank God that you and I know that, Lord, I don't want my lips to speak evil. I want my lips to speak what is good. I, I don't want to speak deceit. I want to speak truth. Can I hear an amen to that? Can I, oh, yes. You know, we're not, we, we say yes. Yes. Right? Not amen. Okay, great. Now, I just want to outline. So, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is now, I just want to outline four reasons why this is important. I, I, I know that I've already been sharing it in that line, but just very quickly, and then I want to close, summarize at the end and give you the redemption and the remedy that we have in God. Okay? So, now, the first thing, and this is encouraging, the first thing, if we use our tongue wisely, we imitate our Heavenly Father. Isn't that a wonderful encouragement? That's a wonderful encouragement for me. When I use my tongue wisely, I imitate my Father in heaven. Let me explain. See, there are only two places recorded in the Bible where it says that you and I, when we do this, 
we are perfect like our father in heaven only two places in the bible jab hum ye do baatein karenge to hum apne hum apne aba pita ke saman hum ban rahe hain correct if we do these two things we'll be perfect like our father in heaven the one place is in matthew 5 don't turn to it that's not part of the message it says that if you love your enemies and you do good to them you will be perfect like your father in heaven wow isn't that wonderful because he makes the sun to shine both on the righteous and the wicked he makes the rain come down both on the righteous and the wicked how many of you know it rains even in pakistan <laughs> you know you you god will you can't pray at the border and say nay unko mat do barish mat do you can't do that right god makes the rain not that they're wicked but you understand god god pours out on our enemies on people that we don't like god loves everyone he doesn't love what people do and i know there are people that that especially are a concern for god and i don't want to unpack that right now but here's here's the point when god pours down his blessings his common grace on all people and the bible says that when we do good to our enemies how many of you know that you have enemies okay you don't okay who has enemies i'll preach to you <laughs> okay you have we have people who don't like us or we don't for whatever reasons but you know here's the only thing putting aside those reasons when we ask god for grace to do good to pray for them and to say god i want to love them with your love god says when you pursue that path you are becoming perfect like your father in heaven isn't that good now this is the second place where god says that when you do this you are perfect the book of james chapter 3 now let, let's read that for you verse 2 james chapter 3 verse 2 for we all stumble in many ways for we all stumble and it basically speaks about a walk you only stumble if you walk right if you're not walking you won't stumble so in the walk of life we stumble in many ways and here's the thing if anyone does not stumble in what he says wow if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is perfect man <laughs> he's a perfect man he's a perfect woman able also to bridle his whole body how many of you want to be able to bridle your body <laughs> like your body is a naughty body your body doesn't listen to you you know in so many ways you say god i did this i did that i shouldn't have gone there here's the interesting thing It says that if you do not stumble in what you say you will be perfect. That is so helpful. That is so helpful. If in, in another translation says if anyone does not stumble in what he says he is a perfect man. Now that's great motivation. I want to be like my father in heaven. You know, does our heavenly father say the right thing? does he say and say ouch i shouldn't have said that oh gabriel can you wipe that off no he didn't say that he, he what he says it happens amen and and we want to be like our heavenly father we want to be perfect and and this is the path to it see the first path matthew 5 when you love your enemies and you do good to them the second it says we don't stumble in what we speak How many of us would like to pray today and ask the Lord and make this a prayer every day? Lord, I don't want to stumble in what I say. Amen. I rather go with Proverbs what it says, I rather don't speak and look wise. Amen. But when I speak, I want to be sure that it's approved of you, Lord. Amen. Isn't that helpful? Yes. The second reason. 
Now, this is powerful. Our tongue can direct the course of our lives. Our tongue can direct the course of our lives. And the book of James, again, verse 3, gives us two illustrations. There are two illustrations given by the author there. And those illustrations are very powerful. How many of you have sat on a horse? Some of you are not sure whether it was a horse. I mean, <laughs> horse, I'm not sure, donkey, zebra. I mean, you, I mean, you sat on a horse. Did you sit on a horse or you, you not sat on a horse? So you just sit on chairs, you know. <laughs> you sat on a horse? Yeah, yeah. In, in a few months back, I sat on a camel. I'm not sitting again. <laughs> I'm not sitting again. The guy was not sure whether he wanted to sit back down after we finished the ride. And that's, that's very terrifying. You know, I, I was with, in fact, Elvin. And I said, Elvin, don't mind, but I'm holding on to you. I'm getting very scared. <laughs> you know, I thought I'll be, you know, I was in Rajasthan. I thought I'd look like a Rajput, you know, be brave. Bad idea. Bad idea. And, I, and that guy had been pooping all the way. Terrible. <laughs> Just terrible. Terrible experience. <laughs> yeah, really, really bad. Really bad. Don't go on camel. So we'll stick to the Bible. That's the reason the Bible doesn't talk about camel. It talks about horse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Really bad, really bad, really bad. So, yeah. yeah. And then I was waiting to get back to the hotel room and just have a shower. I was so dirty. <laughs> okay. Now, look at two illustrations. The very powerful illustration. How many, what is the horse known for? Speed, strength, strength, and speed. And, and it says over here, now look at what, how it puts it. If we put bits in the mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole body. You understand? That whole strength that, you know, when you look at horses, so noble, right? You, know, you look at horses run. You see videos of horses run. Beautiful stallions. Which are the best stallions in the world? Which are the best horses? Where do you get the best horses in the world? Arabian horses. Come on, Yasmin. You've been there? You're right now. Can you imagine Yasmin running? Anyway. So, Arabian horses, yeah? Very well known. But it says that that strength can be controlled by the bit. What is the bit? The thing that they put in their mouths to control it, the harness. So all of that strength can be brought to a stop and can give direction just by controlling what's put in their mouth. You understand what that means for us? No matter how strong you are, if you can't control our tongue, it's no use. But on the other hand, if you're strong and you have that speed and you have the nobility, but if, if you're able to give direction to your strength with your tongue, you'll do good in life. Second illustration is of ships. Huge ships. How many of you have seen huge ships? You mean huge, even if not being on a ship, but huge ships. You know, I'm not talking the ones, in and Lena being ships, yeah? Anyway, oh yeah, of course. Our dear brother Nelson, you see, huge ships. And I'm not talking about the little ones you see in the pond, no? I'm talking huge ships. Power? Yeah? Power. And it says, look at the ships also. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. Isn't that helpful illustrations? And here's what, what the Bible says that you see the course of our life the direction of our lives. We're gifted people. God has given you such gifts. God has given you such an anointing. God has given you resources. God has given you provision. And I tell you, beloved, 
You know, as many are your challenges and your adversities, greater is God's grace upon you. Greater are, you know, whatever oppositions you face in life, greater are the opportunities that you have in life. You know, and, and God has designed you. See, we are God image bearers. We're God's image bearers. You know, and if we just understand the gifts that God has given, don't see the tongue as an obstacle. See the tongue as a gift from God. And if we, you, the, the pilot of the ship doesn't see the rudder as an obstacle. No way. He sees it as a gift that is given to the ship. All he has to do is put it in the right position to give direction to this huge ship. How many of you understand what the Lord is trying to say here to us right now? That God wants to give direction to you. Are you feeling lost in life? Are you feeling lost right now in the phase of life that you're in? Give direction to your life by bringing the right words in your mouth. And the best words is the vocabulary of God, the Word of God. Just get the promises of God in your life. Just get the scriptures of God in your mouth and you will find that you're having direction to your life. Proverbs 18.21, the same point. I just want to uh, put one more verse before we go to the third point. Proverbs 18.21. See, the, the fact is this, that God has given words power. Words have power, beloved. How did God create the entire universe? He created by His words. In the same way as God image bearers, we create our worlds. We create our worlds. And I'm not talking about anything being humanistic over here apart from God. In, in, in partnership with God, in humble obedience to Him, in submission to Him. You know, when we begin to speak the Word of God in our lives, we begin to speak life-giving Word in accordance with the promises of God, we can create the world around us. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love the tongue, those who love the tongue will eat its fruits. Fantastic. Beloved, create your world. Amen. We, we can't, we, we should not be people who are continuously blaming others for where we are. You know, I know that people have a part, and I would say a small part in, in, in the troubles that we face. Many of our problems are self-created. We are inventors of problems. <laughs> you are inventors of problems. But, you know, we walk into situations that we should not have walked into. But here's what the Bible says, that if we are able to use our tongue wisely, we will keep our life on course. We speak the right words in accordance with God's word. We will keep our life on course. And no matter what obstacles we face, we will be able to overcome them by the grace of God. The third thing, and, and this is a caution to all of us. This is a caution. If unbridled, our tongues can release a devastation we would not have been able to foresee or even conceive. If unbridled, our tongues can release a devastation we would not have been able to foresee or even conceive. One of the sad things that, uh, <clears throat> that I have been a witness to personally, and m many of us probably over here being a witness to, I've, I've seen great relationships, just great friendships, just being ripped apart in just a matter of days. You see a wonderful marriage or a family being ripped apart and such devastation come in just a matter of days. Just days. And, and I remember Livy and Young saying that initially when they started the marriage course, they had encouraged that people would sign up for the marriage course after two years of their marriage. After? 
two years. And now they said they have encouraged couples, the moment they get married, to sign up for the marriage course because there are divorces that happen within a month. You know, what causes that? Did somebody come and put a fire from outside? No, the fires are lit within. And what lights the fires are the words we speak. And beloved, if unbridled, if we take this lightly, if we license ourselves and excuse ourselves, no, I'll just speak what I want to want. Then we are in the danger of bringing a devastation in our lives that we didn't foresee or we didn't even conceive. I want to read the verse and then I just want to speak a little bit and then we go ahead. James 3, verse 5 and verse 6. So also the tongue is a small member. So also the tongue is a small member. Let, let me say this to you. The tongue is more powerful than its size. The tongue is more powerful than its size. It's one of the reminders to us that just because something is small, that doesn't mean it's not powerful. The tongue is more powerful than its size. So the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. You know, one of the things that have been happening in the last two years, a lot of that has happened in different other parts of the world. It's even happened in North India. You know, fires get started in forests. And you know, acres, hectares of forests, rich forests, that probably been built over hundreds, probably thousands of years, just get burnt up. Just get burnt up. You know why? Because a small spark got lit somewhere. Just a small fire just lit up an entire forest and devastated a forest. You know, that's what a tongue can do, which is unbridled. An uncontrollable tongue. An unwillingness to say, I don't want to harness this. I don't want to discipline this. I don't want to take this seriously. We can bring such devastation in lives, in relationships, in marriages, in workplaces that we would not be able to foresee, beloved. And I, I beg with you today that we respond to God's word today so that wherever we would go, we would not bring devastation, but we would bring restoration. We would bring healing. We would bring blessing. We would bring hope by the power of good words. The next verse, verse 6. And the tongue is a fire. An unbridled tongue is a fire. Or picture somebody's mouth like a gun. Or picture somebody's mouth like a rocket launcher. You know, just out there is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, straining, staining the the whole body setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to encourage us to not take this lightly. I want to encourage us today, in just a few moments, I'm going to lead us in prayer and say, God, I want to surrender my tongue to you. I want to offer up my entire body, but I want to surrender my tongue to you, God. Lord, help me to bridle my tongue. I want my tongue to be life-giving and not death-bringing. Amen. Uh, you know, I, I want to say this, and I want to I, I specifically go against something that is celebrated in the world, in the culture of the world, that has got no brownie points in the kingdom of God. You know, and, and the sad thing is, I've been in meetings, in Christian meetings, you know, in discussions, um, specifically in city at times, and, and I see how this culture of the world is just unhealthy, is celebrated among Christians. And what is celebrated? Mera jo man mein aaya na, have you, how many of you heard that? You know, people celebrate that, you know, I'm very frank. I tell to the face. I just tell it to the face. You don't have to worry about what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking, you will get to know. My dear beloved, that's not celebrating the kingdom of God. How many of you understand? We think junk so many times. We think nonsense so many times. We need God to heal and cleanse our minds. We're not obligated 
by God to speak everything that's in our mind. In fact, the Bible puts it the other way. Think before you speak. There are clear verses in the Bible. Lack of time, I can't show you. The Bible celebrates. The Bible says the wise is a man who ponders before he thinks. Who ponders in the fear of God. Ponders in prayer. Gives a thought. What is going to be the consequence? What is going to be the implication? What is going to be the result of what I speak? And I tell you what, that is celebrated in the kingdom. That is blessed by God. And you will create a zone of success wherever you go. I was in a meeting once and I was sitting with people. And they were discussing a plan for a big meeting in the city of Mumbai. And I felt so sad. Here was this person who was trying so hard to bring all the resources together, to bring all the preparations together. And this one person just speak something that just broke the entire atmosphere in the meeting, just broke the heart of that person. I felt so sad. And, 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 and what was the celebration? Uh, whatever I think, I, I say, beloved, if that's your philosophy, I want to I wanna earnestly position myself before and say, that's wrong, my beloved. You will cause much damage. Are you a person who celebrates frankness at the cost of, of wisdom? I request you, don't do that. Your tongue is a fire. You will light up fires and you will not be able to even foresee what devastation would bring. Amen. Amen. You know, so many times, and I would be like that. Um, and I, I thank God for my dear brother Gaston over here, who once God lovingly, so beautiful, I'm so grateful God for lovingly helped me understand that Shannon, you need to change the way you speak. Because I would be like, just because I'm, I'm trying to say the right thing. You see, it's not just content, beloved. I can say the right thing in such a hurtful way that it would cause you so much of pain. It would not bring forth the, desire, the desired result. The Bible says in the book of James, it says another place. And, and this is what convicted me. The wrath of man. In other words, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Can I say that again? It says the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So I can be angry about something that is right, but my anger is mine, and I can take my anger, attach it to a right thing, and cause damage. Can I say that again? <laughs> you know, I may be right about the matter, but my anger attached to that matter will take it, and if I communicate with that anger, I will not bring righteousness. I will not bring good. I will bring harm. I will bring hurt. And the righteousness of God, the kingdom of God will not be brought in that situation. Is that helpful? And, and I'll tell you what brings healing and what brings the kingdom of God is, is when we pray, when we ask the Lord for wisdom. God, what do you want me to do in a situation? Do you want me to speak or you don't want me to speak? Thank you so much. <laughs> that verse really hit me hard. Coupled with the loving admonishing of my dear brother Gaston over here. Okay. And you want to tell them what really happened? Just come up here. Quick. Some spontaneous stuff. Just quick. I don't normally do that in my message. Come on. <laughs> because we just did this last Saturday in, in a city meeting. So, so he's going to sh share with you, with my permission, about a big weakness of mine. Right? So I'm not just trying to say, uh, look good, that, oh, I really struggled with I really struggled with this. And they were the primary recipients of my struggle. So it was that time when uh, Shan was the worship leader. And <laughs> we were part of the choir, so he used to really come down hard on us, you know. So, you know, this is wrong and play right, practice. And so we used to get scared to approach him on a Saturday. <laughs> so one day he gave me a call, you know. I picked up the call and he says, 
Gaston. Uh, I, I, you know, I didn't hear the name properly, but he was very sweet on the phone. And I'm saying, I'm sure Shannon has dialed the wrong number. <laughs> so, so I said, uh, Shannon, this is Gaston, keyboard player from the church. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I was calling Austin. I said, see, you were so sweet. I realized this call is not for me. <laughs> I'm sure that really uh, got him and he was like, so, 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 you know, bad of you, Gaston. But, you know, I'm sure after that, <laughs> whenever you would call me, he used to be really sweet. <laughs> I love you, Gaston. <laughs> so, in fact, I, I still remember I walked into one of the practices and he and another sister were there and I walked in and they, I, I really thank God. You see, beloved, there's always a time for confrontation. And confrontation is not a bad word. You can ask my wife about it. It's not a bad word. It's a good word. It's a good word when you do it in love. And love has its own language. And so they, both of them, they said, you know, Shannon, every time you walk in through the door, we try to study your face and try to study your mood, whether you're in a good mood and accordingly we talk to you. You know what? That was so bad. That was so bad in the sense of I put them through so much of pain. And I don't know how many people feel like that about us. Beloved, how many of you want to be bringers of joy? Some of you not sure? I mean, we should put you on a horse or something, or a bull or something. Make you tame it. <laughs> It'll just send you for a ride till you don't understand that. Yeah. Or send you on a ship without a rudder. Go. <laughs> Sail away. <laughs> Throw him to the lines, you know, whatever. How many of you understand that you want to be a joy giver? I, I like the way some of the wives look at the husband, put your hand up. <laughs> do the marriage course. I mean, tell you to do it. <laughs> we want to be joy givers. Amen. Amen. That when, we, when, we, when, when you enter a room, people should be like, wow. Where were you? We missed you. Why did you come so late? We, you know, you're always late. We, we love to hang around. <laughs> Another confession, you know. But we love to be with you. And that's, that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. But beloved, that's only possible if we take this seriously. That we be... One well, last things I want to say. Matthew chapter 12, 36 to 37. I tell you on that day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Wow. How many times I have told people, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. If I didn't mean that, I shouldn't have said it. Why do I have to say something and then spend, say 10 words and then use 100 words to clarify those 10 words? I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Verse 37, Arman, thank you. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Amen. <laughs> I, I want to just quickly give us something so that we can respond to it right now in prayer. So that, so that God can really help us very specifically. First and foremost, Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, let us offer up our bodies as a living sacrifice. See, I, I don't want to put forth a message to you of avoidance. 
See, the conclusion of this message is, is not don't speak. Don't speak, don't speak, don't speak. That's not, that's, that's religion, that's bondage. The, the conclusion of this message is speak life. Speak the word of God, speak blessing. But it will require us to begin with understanding that my body, your body, our bodies is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, God, God didn't want to live in, in temples made with human hands. He wanted to make, live in temples made by His hands. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? And so, being His temple, He wants us to offer up our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable, which is our spiritual worship. So that's what we're going to do now, you know, as we're going to worship God. Offer up your body, your hands, your feet. I do that regularly. Offer up your bodies, your fingers, every part of your being, your eyes. Your ears, your eyes, everything, and your tongue. Little tongue, I offer you up to God. Be an instrument of worship. Not just when you're singing, but even when you're out there in the world, in all your relationships, be an instrument of worship. Okay? Is that helpful? The second. Now, you know, if, if, there's, if there's, when you open your tap, and, and you know there's dirty water coming, you know, probably your tap needs cleaning, you know? It's probably rusted. It's not been cleaned for long. But after you clean the tap and if dirty water is still coming, what's the problem? There's something in the storage. What's the, where does the tongue be connected? Not biologically. Not biologically. It's connected to the heart. Absolutely. This is the storage. So if there is dirty water coming from my mouth, imagine, imagine, just picture that. My mouth is like a tongue. You know, we've pictured so many things about our mouth, like gun, Rocket launcher, <laughs> library spring. Now picture your mouth as a tap, you know, faucet. <laughs> right? And if there's dirty water coming, just dirty words, just bad stuff. What's the problem? The heart. The Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. How many of us know that we are those trees? Amen. You know, the Bible, see, beautiful illustrations, beautiful metaphors God uses. God, God has never called us to be a potted plant. You understand? You know potted plants? You can put them anywhere, right? Balcony, bedroom, toilet, anyways. You know, it's, you just put potted plants. We're not called to be potted plants, you know, moving every hopping, hopping, hopping. We're called to be planted trees. Amen. Shout it out. I'm planted. Fantastic. Now, what kind of tree we call it? Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its, by its fruit. It works worse, 34. Now, you brood of vipers. No, that's not you. No, 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 no. You're good people, yeah? You brood of vipers. This specifically, Jesus was targeting and speaking to a specific group of people. I don't have time to explain that. How can you speak good, he asked them. How can you speak good when you are evil? Oh, what's the problem? He says, you speak bad always. You're always criticizing. You're always condemning. You're always finding fault. You're always judging unrighteously because that's who you are. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, my tongue, this tongue is connected to my heart. So if there's dirty stuff coming out of my mouth, it's an issue with the heart, beloved. So beloved, today in prayer, if you're struggling with that, you know, it, and it, you know, Here's the amazing thing, the dilemma that is mentioned in, 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 in James chapter 3. He says, from the same faucet, imagine you have a confused tap that plays games with you. 
you know so when you put one particular vessel good water comes when you put another vessel bad water comes imagine you wonder which vessel now imagine having a tap like that in your house where the tap chooses what kind of a water it wants to bring imagine it had a mind of its own and if the tap said i don't like these vessels i like these vessels okay this example doesn't make sense okay but exactly it doesn't make sense right but that's the problem of our mouth that's precisely the condition with some people we are so good we're so good and with some people imagine just bring that person in front of us and we just go that's precisely doesn't make sense and the author writes how can the same spring bring out bitter water and sweet water all right so we're going to ask god we offer up our bodies but then the second thing we're going to ask the lord to heal our cleanse our hearts and beloved if there's bitterness today if there's just resentment it it may not be just with a person maybe a situation or a particular group of people or whatever it could be just just ask god to cleanse our hearts today and the last thing and this is wonderful we're going to be asked to be filled with the holy spirit ephesians chapter 5 my last verse for today we're going to pray right now ephesians chapter 5 was 18 and if you understand that when we fill with the holy spirit our vocabulary changes <laughs> it has a reason what is one of the first things the holy spirit when you get filled with the holy spirit what is one of the first things the holy spirit comes and takes over it he says i'm going to get your tongue <laughs> because if i get your tongue i've got your life so you are filled with the holy spirit he wants to take over your tongue isn't that wonderful so here is it change of vocabulary change of words ephesians 5:18 do not get drunk with wine yeah do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery but be filled with the holy spirit was 19 and was 19 yeah speaking it says speaking to one another addressing one another what happens when we fill with the holy spirit how many of you know that people who are drunk with wine have their own vocabulary <laughs> you know i i'm very well versed with that okay how many of you understand that no you don't okay will will give you an experience god forbid <laughs> okay <laughs> when people when people are drunk with wine they have their own vocabulary right but when people are filled with the holy spirit this is the vocabulary my brothers and sisters they speak to one another in in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the lord isn't that wonderful a worshipful life so so you know when you come to pray right now say holy spirit mai mai bahut bada badmash raha hu prabhu mujhe bachao Lord this very naughty boy Lord fill me with the holy spirit I surrender my life to you Lord cleanse my heart I offer up my body as a living sacrifice Lord I want to worship you with all my heart amen amen and wherever you go my dear brother and sister may you be a joy bringer amen may you be a blessing may you walk into a room and light up the place with words of hope and words of encouragement amen anybody can criticize but not many in this world right now know how to bring encouragement that doesn't mean we don't speak the truth but we speak the truth in love in a way that the person can be able to appreciate and respond to what is being said amen i hope this was helpful amen can we respond to this right now and ask the lord to help us bridle our tongues amen let us begin with the three things as i mentioned number one we're going to offer up our bodies as a living sacrifice worship team could you help me yeah but you also offer up okay that's cool okay offer up your bodies as a living sacrifice number 2 if there's lot of problem bitter water coming is the problem with the tap it's it's the issue of the heart yes and and number 3 we ask the lord to fill us with the 
Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Can we respond, beloved? Can it just, if possible, if it's okay with you, just close your eyes, if you may. And, uh, and begin to talk to the Lord in response to the word. Thank you, God. Take time to respond, beloved. Take time to talk to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you, not that you are not here, but we welcome you into our lives and into this area, this specific area of our struggle and of our need for sanctification our need to become like Abba Father, our need to become like you, Jesus, with the help of your spirit. Oh, Lord, I stand here, Lord, before your throne of grace with my brothers and sisters, Lord, having confidence that, Lord, you will pour out grace and mercy in our, in our time, in our place of need. Lord, we need you, Lord. Lord, I need you in this struggle, God. Lord, I thank you for the way you have helped us, Lord, till now, Lord, to overcome so many things, oh God, and so many ways that we would stumble. Uh, and thank you for the victories that we have received because of your work on the cross, Lord Jesus. Because of that divine exchange that happened on the cross. But here we are once again together, Lord. We come here once again together. And we stand at the cross again. And we say, Lord, take away this weakness. Take away this struggle, God. This, this, this unbridledness of our tongue. Our rebellion against you in our, with our tongues, God. That indiscipline that we've had to speak what we wanted to speak, to speak when we wanted, how we wanted. God, forgive us for that unbridledness that we had. Forgive us for the way that we, we, we lashed out at people, lashed out in situations, God. Brought forth bitter water from our mouths. Lord, being cynical, being critical, condemned people and situations, God. Not brought life, not brought blessing and healing, God. Forgive us, Lord. Here we stand before you, God. And we say, God, we want to see you glorified in our bodies, Lord. As your command is in the book of Corinthians, chapter 3. You've been bought with a price. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your bodies. Lord, I pray this for each and all of us. Help us to glorify you with our bodies, Lord. Glorify with your bodies. Glorify you with our tongue, God. We surrender every part of our body. And we especially surrender our tongues. God, no matter how the circumstance may be around us, how people may be trying to relate or not relate to us, we will not, we, would, we choose not to respond, Lord, in our own will. We choose to respond in a way that will bring you glory. And if that means silence, it will be silence, Lord. And if that means speaking at the right time, in the right way, so be it, Lord. So we offer up our bodies, God. Glorify you, Lord, in our bodies. Worship you. We want to worship you with our speech. We want to worship you in our conversations. We want to worship you in the words that we speak, Lord. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, God. Can we stand, please, in response to God and just worship Him? And then we will just take the invitation even more deeper, the response even more deeper. Thank you, God. Can we just worship God right now?
if you may please just lift your hands it just as an act of worship and we could just have that book that verse of Romans chapter 12 just put up and just respond to the Word of God as we just lift up our hands to him as an act of worship the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says therefore I beseech you beloved by the mercies of God that to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship Lord we respond to this word we respond to this word by your mercies God you've been so merciful to us you've been so good to us and we present our bodies now I present my body can you do that for yourself beloved that as you just lift up your hands in, in surrender and you, and you just lift up your voice to him and say God I surrender my body as a living sacrifice I surrender my body as a living sacrifice acceptable to you which is my spiritual worship I surrender Lord I surrender Lord I want to know you more I want to know you more I want to know you more thank you God and I especially pray for your tongue beloved take a moment and pray for your tongue so, you know, maybe if you're comfortable, just put your, just as an act, just like a finger on your lips and just pray for your, the sanctification of your tongue and your lips. And ask the Lord to forgive you for things that you've said that you shouldn't have said, for times you've transgressed with your lips. We've sinned with our lips, you know, we've said bad things with our lips. Lord, we pray for the, for the healing of our lips and tongue, Lord. Forgive me for the times I've spoken what I should not have spoken. I spoke condemnation. I spoke negativity. Lord, I exaggerated or spoke things I shouldn't have, Lord. Criticized, gossiped, grumbled, murmured, God. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I thank you with you there is abundance of forgiveness. Oh, Lord, so that you would be feared and honored and worshipped. But Lord, we pray right now for our lips and our tongue. Let it bring life, Lord. Sanctify our tongues. Sanctify our lips, God. Let our lips and tongues bring you glory, God. Thank you, God. We can't tame our tongue. Holy Spirit, you tame our tongue. You take it under your control, Holy Spirit. And therefore, we pray right now. Fill us, Holy Spirit, with your presence, Lord. Fill us with your presence, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Can we just lift our voices and worship God right now? Just use your tongue and your lips to worship God. You know, just get vocal in your praise, I would encourage you. That's a beautiful thing to do in your own words. Just get vocal. Feel free to lift your voice. Don't feel shy. Lift your voice and vocally worship God and praise Him. Yes, that's wonderful. Praise you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. My Father, with my tongue I will bless you. Your praise will be continually on my lips. Your praise will be continually on my lips. I will bless you. I will praise you as long as I live. As long as I live. With my tongue, I will praise you. With my lips, I will praise you. With my tongue, with all my heart, I worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Lord, I want to be a blessing. I want to be a blessing, Lord, in your eyes. Wherever I go, make me a blessing. Make me a joy bringer. Make me a joy bringer. Yes, oh, Lord. Oh, yes, oh, Lord. Yes, oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Can we just lift our voices a little more, beloved? Just all across this room, just worship Him. Oh, we bless you. Now sing it in an unknown tongue, if you may. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Glorify you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Bless your name. 
Fill us with your spirit now, Lord. Fill us with your spirit now, Lord, we pray. Holy Spirit, fill us. Cleanse our hearts. Heal our tongues. Change our vocabulary. Change our vocabulary. Is your people, Lord. Yes, Lord. Like a mighty wind, Jesus breathed within. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way in me. Like a mighty storm. Like a remember the promise that you gave our father of faith Abraham that Abraham through you all the families of the earth will be blessed and Lord your word says clearly in the New Testament book of Galatians chapter 3 that to us who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that he became a curse for us crucified on that cross we believe that we have received the blessing of Abraham. The salvation, redemption of all people is made available and we receive it right now by faith that we receive the blessing of Abraham. The promise of the Holy Spirit. And I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come forth to pour out on every family here. On every family here, God. That families that have been devastated by words of death. Words that have brought destruction, words that have brought mayhem and confusion. Wounds of the soul. Father, I pray Holy Spirit comfort right now on, and healing right now in marriages. Husband and wives, God. Parents and children, God. Pray for healing and blessing, God, over families. Every family that is represented here. And I pray that this blessing would go forth from these families 
to other families in their relatives among their friends and colleagues God this blessing will go forth and today you have opened our eyes to see that we can bring healing by our words we can bring comfort encouragement and life and blessing by our words help us as a church to use our tongues wisely that in the city of Mumbai Utsav Church will be able to bring your healing God along with other churches that we would be able to bring healing God and blessing God and we pray for that even through the parenting course even through the marriage course even as we get ready to run alphas God even through our cell groups even through oh Lord what we do is as, as a Balwadi and through other programs that we run oh God father that we would be able to bless our city God we thank you father we thank you father that you've made all of this and so much more available to us only by your grace only by your grace can we lift our hands one last time and say thank you Lord and give him glory beloved just lift your voice and one last time to you be all the glory God to you be all the honor we love you we honor you bless your people make your face to shine upon them Lord Father make your face to shine upon them the love of the Father the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with every one of you and your families the Lord bless your week the Lord bless you in every area of your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray and the people say amen the Lord bless you let's give the Lord a hand of praise amen we thank you God amen amen if you if you if you want prayer you just feel free to come forward the pastors and the leaders would pray for you